Stu does America, the state of the race. Welcome to the state of the race. It is January 9th, 2024, 301 days until the general election. Only two weeks, two weeks from today is the New Hampshire primary and only six days until the Iowa caucus. Coming up in today's episode, we're going to look at Trump's legal situation. It's getting in the way of his campaign as designed. We'll get into that. Vivek Ramaswamy is changing his direction on a major campaign tool and an attack on Donald Trump by the mainstream media either miserably fails or spectacularly succeeds. We'll get into that here in just a minute. Let's look at the key metrics of the campaign as they exist today. We have no new polling really going on right now in Iowa. We do expect one more Des Moines Register poll, likely this weekend. And that is sort of the gold standard poll for the state. Been around forever. Uh, The averages, if you want to look at the 538 average, for example, Trump is at 50, DeSantis 19, Haley 16, Ramaswamy 6, Christie 3, and Asa Hutchinson still in the race with a big fat zilch. The prediction markets give you a little bit of a different picture. What do these states look like as far as people who will actually put their money where their mouth is. Well, in Iowa, Trump has a 90% chance to win, according to the prediction market predict it. DeSantis is at 10%, and basically everybody else just that 1% or 2% kind of bouncing around there at the bottom. In New Hampshire, Trump is at 80% to win New Hampshire. Nikki Haley is about 20 almost 20%. For the Republican nomination, Donald Trump, 78% chance to win the nomination. Nikki Haley, 15%, according to the prediction markets. Vivek Ramaswamy is actually at 7%, and then Ron DeSantis, only at 6% right now. Again, if you're a person who says, well, I think that's wrong, you can make money going to these markets, whether it's predicted or poly market, and try to cash in on the knowledge you believe you have. And as far as the actual presidency itself, Donald Trump, the favorite, 41% to win. Joe Biden, 39%. Nikki Haley at 10%. And it's funny because then you get to the point, well, where, who is a backup for Joe Biden if he drops out? Next on the list is Gavin Newsom at 6% and Vivek Ramaswamy at 6%. RFK Jr. at 5%. And Ron DeSantis only at 4% to win the presidency right now. Let's go through all of the candidates and kind of look at where they are and what's going on for today as they try to pursue the ultimate prize of the presidency of the United States. Donald Trump says he will attend his appeals court arguments over immunity in a 2020 election case. And this is the thing that's it's just a crash course right now. Donald Trump is going to be navigating courtroom to primary state to caucus to courtroom, then probably back to Mar-a-Lago for a little golf, then back to another courtroom, then back to another primary state. Very complicated uh, dance he's trying to pull off here. And of course, the left is making it as difficult as possible. Ron DeSantis, you learn something about these candidates in what they choose to do in the final days of a big, important campaign. And Ron DeSantis is making an argument, not against Donald Trump, though he is doing some of that, 
but more of an argument against Nikki Haley. He's going after Nikki Haley on a comment she made about New Hampshire correcting Iowa's vote. He's going after her and spending money in ads going after Nikki Haley. He obviously knows he can't finish third in this primary or it's all over. But I think he even sees the internal polling as saying, I'm too far behind to win this. We will see if that plays out. Nikki Haley did a town hall with Fox News last night. And, you know, they went after her on a bunch of different issues. They went back and forth, talked a lot about international issues, as is pretty common with Nikki Haley. Her one jab at the president or former president, Donald Trump, was about chaos, saying that chaos follows him. We cannot be a country in disarray. It's an interesting line to walk for these candidates because they obviously know most of the voters in these states like Donald Trump. They have to come up with a nuanced argument. They can't be Chris Christie and just go just say he's the worst person in the world. They need to come up with a nuanced take as to why they're slightly better in some areas, even though we still sort of like that guy. And this is sort of the pitch trying to be made. But this is a tightrope walk for these candidates. It's, it's very difficult. Vivek Ramaswamy is making an interesting change here. For a long time, Ramaswamy was the guy who went on all the podcasts, and he would make a big splash going after on show after show with big audiences. Uh, then he sort of really has turned into the ground game guy, at least as far as appearances go. He's working maybe harder than any other candidate, doing far more events than any other candidate. But through that time, he was pretty consistent about saying, Spending money on television advertising was a waste. It was idiotic, he said. Well, now, as we're getting closer to the actual campaign, he has decided to start spending money on television advertisements. Now, look, strategies change. Uh, I think, you know, Ramaswamy is a, is a data-driven guy. He may see that there's a hole here uh, for his campaign to improve, but it is an interesting change in tactics. Chris Christie has launched a new ad, um, Interestingly, not about really Donald Trump. Most of his stuff has been about Donald Trump. That seems to be the only gain, uh, ground he can gain in New Hampshire going after those specifically anti-Trump voters. Um, this ad is more about a contrast between him and Nikki Haley as he tries to pick off some of her uh, voters, which is interesting considering he says he's in the race to make sure Donald Trump is not going to be president. He's also got a book coming out. He also, you know, Chris Christie really likes Chris Christie, too. So uh, it seems to be the strategy of the campaign is a little bit different than the stated reason for the campaign. By the way, there is a new ad on YouTube.com slash Stu Does America featuring Chris Christie. That is I, something I think you'll enjoy. So check it out. YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. And don't forget, a big debate coming up around the corner. We've been talking a lot about the Republican primary, but the debate everybody's talking about, yes, it's kind of like Wilson Phillips, but it's actually Williamson Phillips. Marianne Williamson versus Dean Phillips in the debate that multiple people may mistakenly watch part of so that is your update on all the candidates and what they are up to let's turn over to today's focus and this one is fascinating last night late in the night the new york times dropped a brand new op-ed this op-ed did not come from one of their typical liberal writers this is the big one. This is the editorial board. This is 
the peak of all left-leaning mainstream media. What really needs to be said comes from the New York Times editorial board. And you can see and picture the editorial board convincing themselves they must have their voice be heard in this important time and blah, 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 blah. But what are they trying to do here? What is the approach? What is the goal of an op-ed like this? It is entitled, A Warning About Donald Trump in 2024. And it talks at great length about the threat to our country that Donald Trump is, that he is unfit for office, that his character and temperament render him that way. They say as president, he wielded power carelessly. And now as he runs for re-election, he's even worse. He's embraced his worst habits. He's plotting retribution on his enemies. He's intent on eluding the institutional, legal, and bureaucratic restraints that put limits on him in his first term. He's attacking, he's going after everybody that is in his way. The Republic weathered Mr. Trump's presidency for a variety of reasons that he was, you know, unprepared and COVID messed him up and a bunch of appointees tried to slow him down, but that will not happen this time. And the New York Times goes on and on and on and on and on saying this is far more important than you can even imagine, ending it with re-electing Mr. Trump will present serious dangers to our republic and to the world. This is a time not to sit out, but instead to re-engage. We appeal to Americans to set aside their political differences, grievances, and party affiliations, and to contemplate as families, as parishes, as councils and clubs, and as individuals, the real magnitude of the choice they will make in November. Now, look, there's very little to do with November. What is the plan here? Sure, they may convince themselves they had this high-minded goal to warn America over Donald Trump. But think about the reaction of Ron DeSantis to this story. If Ron DeSantis sees this pop up, what does he do? My guess is he takes his laptop and throws it against the wall because he knows there is nothing that will help Donald Trump more than an op-ed from the New York Times editorial board saying Donald Trump is so dangerous to us, the editorial board, the left-leaning establishment in this country, that we must stop him at any cost. Well, that's music to Donald Trump's ears, and Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis have to be pulling their hair out over this. And that's why I led with this being either a miserable failure or a spectacular success. Because if it's a miserable failure, if they're really trying to sink Donald Trump's presidency, what they've done here is help hand him the nomination. But if their goal is to hand him the nomination so that they can, in their minds, have him be defeated by whatever uh, Democrat runs because they see him as the most vulnerable, then maybe this was a spectacular success. A good bet for them? Well, we've seen this bet before. In 2016, many of the same people made the same choices. And did it derail Donald Trump's presidency? Absolutely not. It really, at the end of the day, wound up guaranteeing it. So the tactics of the New York Times 
are they trying to help Donald Trump right now? Or are they trying to destroy Donald Trump right now? Honestly, it's probably a little bit of both. And that's where we stand. January 9th, 2024. We'll have more tonight on Stu Does America. Thanks for tuning in. This is State of the Race.